Let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Believers have God's promise that when we faithfully obey Him and don't give up, we will enjoy the very best returns. Let the Lord encourage your heart as Joe Vasek, pastor of Northeast Baptist Church of Danbury, Connecticut, urges us to stay the course. In the 6,000-year history of the human race, no one has ever known what it means to start over any more than the first man and woman, Adam and Eve, did. It's impossible for any of the rest of us to even comprehend the difference between life in the Garden of Eden and life after the Garden of Eden. The prospects of moving forward after they had experienced paradise and then forfeited it must have been overwhelming. On that awful day, when God pronounced to Adam and Eve the consequences of their sin, they heard God refer to the seed of the woman when he spoke to the serpent, and they heard God tell Eve, In sorrow thou shalt bring forth children. The expectation of bearing children and of their offspring bruising the head of the one who had deceived them certainly must have provided Adam and Eve with motivation and purpose. The Bible doesn't give us any of the details of how Adam and Eve raised and trained their sons Cain and Abel. How much did they tell them about life in Eden, about walking with God each day, about the tree of life, about how different everything was before the fall? It's clear that they did teach them about the Lord, about sin, and about the importance of giving offerings to the Lord. It seems that there was a particular time when it was expected that they should bring their offerings. When that time came, Cain and Abel each brought offerings to the Lord based on their chosen occupations. Cain worked the fields, so he brought an offering to the Lord of the fruits and vegetables from his crops. Abel was a shepherd. He brought an offering to the Lord from his flock. The Lord was pleased with Abel's offering. He accepted it. But God rejected Cain's offering. He was not pleased with it. The Bible doesn't specify why God rejected Cain's offering. Many believe strongly that it was because God required an animal sacrifice. He demanded that blood be shed as a demonstration of man's faith in God's provision for man's redemption. Others believe that this was not necessarily to be a blood sacrifice, but that it was simply an offering to the Lord, but that God rejected Cain's offering because Cain did not offer his first fruits as Abel did. And some believe that Cain's offering was rejected because of the condition of Cain's heart. The Bible doesn't say, but it does say that the Lord had respect unto Abel and to his offering, but unto Cain and to his offering, he had not respect. This made Cain extremely angry. He was visibly outraged. He'd been embarrassed in front of everyone, and in his mind, he had been outdone by his little brother. But there's no indication that Cain was ashamed or repentant for having displeased the Lord. With great mercy, God spoke to Cain about the failure of his offering. He asked Cain why he was angry. Why art thou wroth, and why is thy countenance fallen? The Lord reminded Cain that this was strictly a matter of obedience versus disobedience, not of favoritism or of competition. If thou doest well, shalt thou not be accepted? And if thou doest not well, sin lieth at the door. The Lord assured Cain that if he were to be obedient in his offerings, he would earn Abel's respect. And unto thee shall be his desire, and thou shalt rule over him. 
Imagine being corrected directly by God and still refusing to get your heart right. But Cain did exactly that. He persisted in his anger and bitterness against his brother, which was in reality anger and bitterness against God. It seems that Cain became consumed with jealousy against Abel. Instead of taking responsibility for his own disobedience and learning from his brother's example, Cain convinced himself that his only option was to bring pain to the one who had made him look bad. He persuaded Abel to take a friendly walk with him. And when they were out in a field, far away from where anyone could see or hear them, Cain attacked his brother Abel and killed him. Looking down at the dead body of his brother must have been a chilling experience for Cain. Had he intended to take his brother's life, or was he just trying to hurt him? Regardless of his intentions, Cain's refusal to deal with his own disobedience, hatred, and anger, even after God himself had confronted him about it, resulted in the death of his brother. Cain undoubtedly ran from the scene of the crime, and once again, God showed up to confront him. Only this time, not in mercy, but in judgment. God asked Cain, Where is Abel thy brother? And in his infamous sarcastic answer to the Lord, Cain revealed the bitterness that still filled his heart. I know not. Am I my brother's keeper? God told Cain that he had heard Abel's blood crying out from the ground. Then he proceeded to tell Cain what his punishment would be. The earth would no longer be fruitful for Cain. And from that moment on, he would be an outcast, a fugitive. Once again, Cain showed no sign of remorse or repentance. His only response was to think of himself, to tell God that his punishment was unfair. It's clear that Cain's rebellion and resentment against God endured for the rest of his life, and he's branded forever with a legacy of hatred and violence. Christian, anger and bitterness in your heart will destroy you if you refuse to let God graciously correct you. Stay the course. We pray that today's program was a blessing to you. If you have any questions or comments, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at staythecourse at nbcdanbury.org. God bless you.